Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Regine. And our podcast is called Blending, Blending Together. Together. We aim to have open, thoughtful, and humorous conversations about interracial millennial relationships, politics, food, dogs, and the adventures of life. Sometimes we even interview interesting people. We hope that you enjoy listening. Today, we talk politics, our viewpoints, what the other side sees as accomplishments, and if it's possible for all of us to come together. All right, today we talk about the one thing that no one ever argues about, politics. <laughs> you mean the source of almost every argument? No, no, no. Everyone comes together when they talk about, you know, racism and immigrants and Planned Parenthood and, you oh, know, wow. all that great stuff. Yeah, we all come together for sure. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> but we, we kind of thought that we had a pretty interesting-ish viewpoint on politics. And if you're listening to our podcast, you probably think so, too. So... <laughs> So, At least this particular episode. Yeah. Some people don't want to hear kind of what everybody else has to say. Yeah. So we might not get the most Trump supporters listening to our podcast, but if we do, hello, <laughs> we still love you. I, I promise. We still respect you as humans. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But well, love, what do you think is the most important thing facing the country right now? Other than of course, COVID. Um, so I think, just the divisiveness in general. Like, I know we just quit about, like, everybody's all together during this time. And, you know, nobody is, nobody has separate views when it comes to, like, you know, what you just said at the beginning. But I think, apart from COVID, I think just the entire country being divided is is huge. Like, it's, you feel it in every, every element of yeah. every corner um you just you walk around and you you feel the tension yeah i don't know obviously because we're only 29 like if before we were born if it was like this mm-hmm. did people that are like grandparents and like younger parents just like everyone just kind of hate each other because of their political views or have we just gotten a lot angrier in the last like yeah 10 15 years gotten a lot more like quote-unquote open-minded and more like vocal about our opinions and yeah and stuff like that so like one side it's a super like quote-unquote woke mm-hmm. and cool and another that's just pretty set in their own ways yeah and very conservative very like puritan in their ways mm-hmm. Which i guess i could see why all the liberalization of the world would scare them because in their minds a lot of conservative thoughts are based on religion and purity Mm -hmm. and if you're going against like this book then you're you're evil like yeah maybe they think we're evil (laughs) i don't think they think we're evil i just think that maybe people may have thought we've lost our way but i mean there are people that are more liberal that are um that are also a little bit progressive yeah you know so it's not just um People who are religious are only conservatives because mm-hmm. we have friends who are religious and who are not strictly conservative. Like they have some views that are conservative, of course, but yeah, which is surprising. I'm always surprised to like actually find people like that because they're so rare. It's usually the younger folks mm-hmm. 
but yeah who can like actually sit and experience light mm -hmm. yeah i just remember like growing up and like i'm i've obviously you know me like i've been a proud american my whole life like i cry at the national anthem and just because my whole it's family <laughs> but my whole family is you know so military based and i'm just so proud of like them and their service and to be a part of that in any way and just like my entire life growing up i've just felt this camaraderie you mm. know within that military system and even just coming back to the united states like i didn't feel that strife i didn't feel that tension um mm. but for sure like the last four years has been super tense in our country like i feel like everyone's walking on eggshells around everybody in yeah. a certain to a certain extent for sure and if you just hear someone's a trump supporter you're just like oh those kind of people or they or they hear that we're like not trump like supporters medicare for all supporters and like oh those socialists like yeah disgusting so yeah I promise we're not evil <laughs> we only sacrifice one goat this year instead <laughs> of the, the regular three so we're not that bad but Going back to the the question, what's the most important issue aside from COVID-19? I would say in my mind, it's probably um, the Trump election really thought about fake news. We all know he kind of coined the term of like fake news, all eyes, and mm -hmm. it, it kind of became a joke for a while. But now it seems like even just like the news sources that we would normally trust, like everything is just called into question now. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that I read quality news. You never know. Exactly. Like before him, like, yeah, you, you could usually tell it was fake because it was just some like ridiculous like thing mm -hmm. that you could just quickly Google. Mm -hmm. But now you wonder, like, did he really say that? Did she really say that? Is that really what they stand for? Yeah. I think a lot of it too with that, it has to be like linked to video evidence. Like if you catch it on video, you know, it's more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Because but have you heard about deep fakes? I mean, I've heard that people can like go through and just like make up crazy videos and stuff like that. And, but I just feel like, especially like, um, like a white house correspondence type of thing. Um, like during the press conferences, you mm -hmm. know, like if you hear it come straight from his mouth, you know, you're more or less likely to believe it. But I just think that, yeah, you're right. Like we don't know which news source to trust. Like we don't, we kind of stopped watching the news at that point yeah. because we don't know the information, like what's coming, if yeah. it's real or not. Plus it's just consistently just tragedy and sadness, which <laughs> like the only news we will ever kind of watch is the local news. And it's just about how like everyone's dying in the city. So yeah, why watch point. that? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just, I don't know. Where do you get your news from? Um, so I read a lot of BBC because mm -hmm. I actually Googled, like, what are reputable sources to um, try to get news from. And BBC came up as one of the top just because it's it's not American-based. It's, it's um, yeah. UK-based. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what kind of bias do they have? Exactly. For, for the most part, you, you wouldn't think they would really have any. Yeah. 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 I read I read the New York Times mostly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I hear they're really good too. Exactly. I, I got it from Googling too. Mm -hmm. I know Trump doesn't like the New York Times, but it's probably because they have a lot of reporters investigating him at all times. Yeah. So yeah, there's exactly. that. But I don't know. What is something you think Trump has done right in, um, in his time? Or wrong. 
maybe you're secretly a Trump supporter, in which case, I mean, I'm not going to divorce you. I'm, uh, just, I'm shocked. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we've been together long enough for you to know that I'm not in support of our president now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's done a lot right for our country. I think if I had to pick one thing, the one thing I would pick is maybe just his openness i guess like i know the tweets are super annoying um i don't necessarily think our president should be communicating that way but i think just because he's kind Mm -hmm. of a simpleton and that's just kind of how he communicates like he just has this Mm -hmm. inability to not sugarcoat things like he just says whatever comes to his mind Mm -hmm. and that's slightly refreshing. Like I feel like a lot of politics nowadays is just using big words to cover up things so that you can't, you know, the people of of our country can't understand what you're saying unless they're like, you know, scholars of some sort or, you know what I mean? Like they're not using the language of, yeah, he's, he's he's using the language of, of, of course the people that vote for him, but of like, you don't have to have a college education to understand what he's saying. Yeah. It's probably best if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think that, like, just the way he doesn't skirt over things. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's been a ton wrong in this country that, um, I don't want to necessarily blame on him, Mm -hmm. but I think he has a huge part in, and it kind of goes back to, like, me answering that first question of just the divisiveness of our country um, like, I don't think he has the ability to bring everyone together. Mm-hmm. He can bring a certain subset of people together to rally behind him. But I don't think there's been that United States camaraderie in a really long time. Yeah. At least with his people, not really anybody else, but his people for sure. Yeah, exactly. I think if I were to choose something that he's been good at, I think it would be that he's really harsh, it seems, on China. Mm. They're a terrible country just in the way that they treat their citizens. And there's like labor camps where they have like a bunch of like Muslim people just like Mm -hmm. in shackles. It's like the Holocaust, basically, Mm -hmm. but in China. So I think that's a, a huge positive that he's done. Yeah, we'll just try to work on them. Yeah, the best that I can really figure something good that he's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't been tough on all the dictators. That's pretty much the only one. He's, yeah. He's pretty buddy-buddy with Putin, and he's pretty buddy-buddy with Kim, Kim. Jong-un. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, I mean, you have to kind of stand for something a little bit, and I guess that the fact that he has some stance on some of the negative things that are going on in the world is definitely, like... Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, tra- like a quality trait. Yeah, we're we're trying to we're trying to be a little bit impartial. Yeah, you know, we're we're trying to not just be on this podcast just yelling about how awful Donald Trump is because mm-hmm. that's what a majority of people are doing. Yeah, and maybe even rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to find some some positives here. Yeah, we're trying to understand through this conversation. It's just to understand all sides of it and. um to try to gain a little bit of insight onto what people are seeing that we're not seeing mm-hmm. that would require, you know, require us to open our eyes a little bit more. Like in regards to that question, we also found a post um, 
from the Washington Post. It was an opinion piece by a by a Republican contributor. Yeah, um, on what the um, Trump's third year in office, like kind of some of his accomplishments that he's done. Yeah, the columnist's um, name is Mark A. Thessian, just so you know. <laughs> um, and as I'm reading through them, like I can see that some people would find these things to be good. For instance, um, a, Trump apparently has delivered the biggest blow to Planned Parenthood in three decades, uh, which obviously Republicans or more conservative people agree with yes. in that instance. They believe they obviously believe that abortions are, are bad, and I, it's fair that you would feel that way, but at the same time, you have to understand Planned Parenthood provides a lot of other resources that aren't just, just abortions, yeah. you know, which they don't really care about that. But I can see why that would be a positive. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in the eyes. eyes yeah. Mm. Um, and again, with like unemployment being at its lowest, obviously not now during our pandemic, but before that, like, you know, obviously something that he did kept that movement going when... Oh, like when Obama left office. Yeah, it is. It is fair to say that he probably had some part in that. You know, mm-hmm. tax cuts for the rich maybe don't bring the money down, the trickle down kind of thing, but it definitely mm-hmm. could lend to them hiring more people. Yeah, you you would hope, you would think it helped yeah. with growth of their companies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, kind of talking on that for just a second. Um, we actually did a little um, calculations. And found it to be interesting that even though their tax cuts for like corporations and stuff have gone down by, what is it, 14%, 14%, mm-hmm. um, I mean, people like Jeff Bezos, who's made billions of dollars, are still paying out billions of dollars in tax revenue. So even though the percentages have gone down, like it's still a ton of money. It's just like where is that extra like twenty billion going? Yeah, and where do you where do you draw the line for like what's fair to take from them in comparison to us? Mm-hmm. Because if you took thirty percent of our income for taxes, that would be that would be detrimental, would be massive. But to them, they still have a hundred billion dollars left, so mm-hmm. that's just nothing. Yeah, you know, maybe like a ninety percent tax rate, they'd still be billionaires. Yeah. What what would I do with a billion dollars? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, he's done things like that. Like he's he had his tax plan that was to give more money back to um, the middle class. But I don't know if maybe I've s- seen or felt that. Like maybe I've just been allocating my money elsewhere to not feel those things. But I don't know. Do you think? That's something that you felt in during his presidency is more money in our pocket. Um, I know he was supposed to have, back when we lived in New Orleans, so like two years ago, he was supposed to have passed some kind of tax credit for people of like normal means. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up putting like an extra like a couple hundred dollars in our pocket a year. Mm, okay, but it's it's not like a lot or anything like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you think politicians have become more corrupt, less corrupt, about the same? Do we even have an idea of what's going on? 
Is it like House of Cards where there's just like murders and stuff in the background? Oh, for sure. Like for sure. We have, as Americans on the bottom tier of the political system, we have absolutely no idea what's going on at the top. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of scary to think of it like that, honestly. Like we we hope that they're being all transparent, but we for sure know that that's not the case. Like, I think the only honest, I don't even want to say the only honest, because, like, we still don't know, but, like, Bernie Sanders getting most of his money from... He does seem like the most honest human being. Yeah. Doesn't he? But, like, but we don't know. Like, we think he's amazing and, you know, that he should have been a really, or he would have been a really great candidate Mm -hmm. against Trump, but... um he could have some skeletons in his closet. Like he could be pulling some scandal stuff and having a fixer, you know, hide all of his stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just never know, but I definitely think it's gotten more corrupt over the years. Yeah. Especially when you take into account lobbying, which just seems crazy to me that it even exists. Mm -hmm. Like people that just go in and pay people money to vote for their own interests. Like that just seems ridiculous. Yeah. And completely counterproductive to democracy. Yeah. A complete threat and just like unraveling of the entire democratic system that we have is if you have enough money, you can buy everything you want. Yeah. It doesn't. I I don't really understand how that was even allowed. Mm -hmm. I should probably do more research into that. But yeah, it's pretty wild. It's kind of crazy. For for sure. sure. But um, what about in the current White House? Do you think there's some corruption in there? Did you really just ask me that question? I mean, we're being impartial. I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought um, I would ask. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, impartial nature to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there is major corruption in our White House. Really? Major. Um, the the biggest corruption? The, the greatest of all time? The greatest of all time. Greatest, like, we're, we're the, number one. The greatest of all time. <laughs> that was my Trump voice, but it sounded like the Godfather voice. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just, like, look at Trump's turnover rate. Like, within his first three years, you know, I feel like every other day, somebody was being fired and being replaced. Mm-hmm. Because... But how does that relate to corruption? Um, Just... Uh, you know, I just feel like they just didn't feel like doing what he wanted. And that, you know, when you put people in power behind you who are just going to do whatever you say, mm-hmm. like that's another form of corruption. It's like a kind of like a mob boss kind of thing going on. Yeah. Like you're just, that's like me having a bunch of friends. And whenever I have a friend that doesn't agree with me, if I want to like, go rob a bank or something like that and my one friend's like no that's not morally right like we should think about it and i'm like nope you're done you're out deleted i don't need you on my phone i don't need you in my life i Mm -hmm. only want people who are going to do exactly as i want in life that's an interesting thought and we're not going to talk about it on this episode but that kind of relates to cancel culture and where we're at in the world Mm -hmm. and how if someone doesn't agree with your viewpoint you're just then, done. Then you're just canceled, which yeah. is a which is actually a big argument conservatives have about issues. And like if like a celebrity comes out loving Trump and then they just get canceled, mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, they're not allowed to express their views anymore. That's like fascist. And yeah, in I mean, a way, that's kind of true. Yeah, it totally is. Like you see it, but 
but then you like everyone's allowed to have their own opinions obviously but i think in the way that our world is right now having those type of views those type of opinions are just putting like a huge target on you mm-hmm. you know like when you align yourself with someone who a lot of people feel is just the worst kind of human like the yeah. biggest narcissist of racist racist sexist, sexist a liar yeah you know like when you align yourself with that person people kind of align you in that light as well like whether mm-hmm. you are that or not you could be the most purest non-racial you know non-sexist person but mm-hmm. as soon as you come out saying i'm in support of trump like you're automatically aligning your views with that yeah that kind of goes back to the beginning and your your big issue of today being like the divisiveness mm-hmm. like your politics are your identity now yeah that's who you are yeah but then i mean again that also brings into question like corruptness into the white house because trump is just aligning people with his viewpoints behind him mm-hmm. and for anyone who doesn't have those viewpoints whether they change it in the middle at the beginning in the end like yeah he's done with them yeah absolutely you know? absolutely but it's, i yeah. i would i would completely agree with you like yeah. i there's obviously corruption in every administration. I'm sure there was corruption in Obama's and in yeah. George, young George W. and old George W. and Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Clinton. Forgot about Clinton. <laughs> just, just going back. I know it was a baby, <laughs> but yeah, just going back. Like it's it's always been there. It's just never been so obvious, so prevalent. And I don't know if it's just because our president is really that bad. I I kind of think that he is, mm-hmm. or if it's because we have the internet. And like constant media and everything is just constantly being scrutinized. Mm-hmm. And there's just like secret like media spies everywhere, like listening to stuff and yeah. all these tell all books. Like everything's just coming out all the time. Yeah. Everything's like always being reported and yeah. always being recorded. And I definitely think it's our advancement in technology has a yeah. huge part in that mm-hmm. today for yeah. sure. It's a positive, but it's also. It's kind of a negative. It's kind of a negative. I kind of wish. I mean, obviously, I didn't live in the old days. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish it was like the old days where we just didn't have the internet. Yeah. And like, everyone was just kind of like merrily going on their American lives. Yeah. It just kind of makes you like lose a little bit of faith in the de- democratic system that, you know, we thought we were believing in and that we were upholding. Mm. Just based off of the fact that anyone can get into it and anyone can, um, mm-hmm. anyone can just break our system. You yeah. know, with just money. Yeah, like we're, we're never going to have enough money to break into our own system and make the changes that we want in life. Exactly. You know All we I mean? have is the ability to vote and make this podcast and try yeah. to, like, spread our I- ideals yeah. and yell at people on the Internet. And, <laughs> I don't know. But, like, what is voting going to get us? Exactly. If the, if the system's corrupt, are we just voting for more corruption? Yeah, exactly. Man. Uh, or is our vote even... I mean, obviously our vote counts. We're not saying don't go vote. Go vote. Please go vote. Yeah. Do what you have to do. Um, but, like, the people with money and power is somehow... Is that negating? Yeah. You, you think know? it's both sides that are like this? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't sit here and say that only Republicans are corrupt and only, um, you know the viewpoints of the people opposite of me 
are the ones out to do everything wrong. Right. You know, like I, I have to be able to say, be open-minded enough and understand enough and be more cognizant enough to know that it's not just one side. Yeah. Like all the like power hungry, money hungry people can't be everyone that's the opposite of our political ideals. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's crazy power hungry people everywhere. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Everyone wants that sense of control. So I'm sure it's, it's within the democratic liberal politics as well. Yeah. So I guess kind of on top of, of corruption, what do you think about the whole mail-in ballot situation that we have going on? I mean, it's been proven over and over again that, like the cases of actual mail-in ballot fraud are like minimal if like not mm-hmm. at all like they're yeah. as low or lower than like actual election fraud mm-hmm. like going into like the ballot box especially considering like our elections have been like hacked into before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> i mean it's it's just trump being afraid that mailing out ballots to every eligible voter is going to make it so he loses mm-hmm because there's there's a lot of people who can't go to the booth to vote either because of COVID-19 or because they literally can't because they have jobs that won't let them out to mm-hmm. go vote. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to have the opportunity to have their voices heard. And those are usually the ones that are going to vote Democrat. Yeah. Vote against you in some way. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we were talking about this the other day, too. Like, I've never been to a polling place. Mm-hmm. I've... I'm 29 years old. I've never been to a polling place. My entire votes has been early mail-in ballots. Yeah, it's great. They they even give you stickers now. Yeah. So you don't even have to like be sad you're not getting stickers. Yeah. And I mean, you just kind of hope in our society in this day and age that because we have mail-in ballots that it's actually getting counted. Mm. You know, but I I mean, I have faith at least a little bit in our system that that's that that's happening. You know, I don't think my boat has never yeah. gotten to where it's had to be, mm-hmm. you know? It just, like, we he, we can't just concern ourselves with saying, oh, there's this is going to be fraud. There's going to be fraud in this system, even though it's been proven that there's not. And mm-hmm. then you just can't just keep repeating that over and over again. That rhetoric. Because your, your people, they, like, listen to everything you say, mm-hmm. and they believe everything you say. Mm-hmm. So th- they're just not going to trust the results, and then we're going to have a situation where we have, like, someone that's not going to give up his power. So terrifying which to is, think of. Which is terrifying in this country. Yeah. It's, like, some stuff you see in, like, the, like, crazy, like, third world countries. And... Tyrannical government. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Exactly. And, and it very well could happen. He's mm-hmm. he said before that there's, there's a chance he's not going to, like, accept the results. Mm-hmm. I did hear about that. So yeah. we're just going to we're just gonna see what happens. But it mean, it surprises me that, like, a lot of his supporters were like really like pro constitution and pro like America. Mm-hmm. But then we have this guy that's just like, I don't think he's even read a sentence of the constitution. No, he's, he's trying to just tear apart the things that make the country great. Like he's trying mm-hmm. to tear apart the voting process and delegitimize it because if he doesn't win, then it can't be real. Right. Yeah. He that's just, so true. He just Think has about. this like viewpoint that like he is right. He is number one all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is fair, because his whole life, that's how he's grown up. That's how he's thought of himself his whole life. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, not how the world works. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of it from that point of just, like, you know, he's kind of tearing apart. Well, I mean, I definitely thought him just tearing apart the things that I love about this country and just how I've always 
imagine this country going for the future. But, um, yeah, it's a different insight yeah. for me to think of is if he can't, if he doesn't win, then it's obviously not right. And then his supporters are going to think that it's not right. And then, I mean, again, it's just going to crumble our democracy. Yeah, that's like 30% of the population who only listens to Trump. Mm-hmm. Like if he said tomorrow that like the sky is green, even though the sky was blue and you looked at it, they'd say, yeah, the sky's green. Yeah. And they would just like completely deny everything else. And that's scary because if he claims the election's like false, a lot of his supporters are like, they're going to be, they're really into guns. <laughs> they're like pretty violent. Yeah. Like there could just be, it's going to be crazy to think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to see that day. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd hope that we, we would pass that point and that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little carried away. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm, even like no matter how much you like the guy, you got to agree that you shouldn't just have a president that's just trying to like, continuously stay in power yeah and just pulled out into like the election process yeah like what president before that has done this you know it's like what is so different about this particular time that our voting is not accurate and on top of that homeboy request his absentee ballot so is your ballot gonna automatically get to florida where it's supposed to be because you're like so why is it okay for you but not okay for everybody else in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> like, and if it wasn't a pandemic, then I can understand where he would be coming from. Yeah. But it's not safe. And, you know, what if what if we do just have, like, our absentee ballots or our mail-in ballots and we just drop them off at polling places instead of trying to trust the mail system so we don't have to overflood them with billions of dollars to try to get mail through? Yeah. Like, what if it's just a one-way shot because they count the votes at voting places, right? Or they just like, I, I cannot tell you yes or no, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If you drop them in that box, there's like an actual person from the voting center that brings them to the center and Mm -hmm. they count them right there. There you go. They're not all going to like a central location or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. all like, or a national central location. Mm -hmm. It's like a state central location or a County. Gotcha. I think. So, I mean, why not just do it that way? And then you don't have to worry about yeah, the overload. I don't know. Who even knows? Yeah. But, but I, I guess like on top of that, like what do you think about our Democratic nominee? Since we obviously I think it's pretty clear we're not on the Republican side of things. Like Sleepy Joe Biden? <laughs> I'll use Trump's nickname. Sleepy, <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Joe? Biden. I, I think that's an apt nickname. I think he's a really boring candidate. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm not excited for him. I am excited for Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I think she's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, uh, lot of experience. A lot of, like, she's a fresh face. She's got, like, a, a young mind, mm-hmm. relatively young mind. You know, 50s yeah. is not old, so that's awesome. Yeah, like, could kind of roll with the punches of the young, younger crowd. Compared to, like, Biden and Trump, who might have dementia. <laughs> Bold. Both of them might. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm I'm in the, like, blo- vote blue no matter who kind of category. Like, mm-hmm. no matter who it is, they're going to be better than this guy. Yeah. I think, I think he has a way... Or I think he has a possibility of trying to help reunite the country mm-hmm. again. Um, just, I don't know. That's something I always just keep coming back to. Like, it's so big for me. Mm-hmm. I've just been such a prideful American. And I just feel like very few people 
have pride, you know, in our country. Yeah. But I think he, because... I think he'll bring it back. Maybe. I mean, I would hope so. I think... But I also think that the country might be a little too far gone at this point, too. Yeah. We might just have four years of, like, 30% of the country just being really, really angry and Mm -hmm. doing some crazy stuff. Against Joe Biden. Yeah. He may he may be kind of boring. He may be kind of old. But I think the most exciting thing about him is that he's going to be surrounded by people with fresh ideas mm-hmm. and good ideas. Mm-hmm. Like Kamala Harris, like AOC. Yeah. He's willing to like be, he's willing to listen. Yeah. I think some of his policies too could be really beneficial for our country. Just like with his, um, his clean energy revolution, like we've been wanting to go green forever. Yeah. You know, get electric cars. And we think it's super important to be, you know, trying to save the environment at least a little bit, mm-hmm. at least something, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just denying it and saying it's not real, like homeboy, it's 118 degrees in Arizona. It's, it's the hottest summer ever. Yeah. We're experiencing <laughs> we're the hottest summer. And it's just like. We got to do something. So that, that's super exciting for yeah. sure. Yeah. I like that. I I obviously want more liberal progressive things to happen like medicare for all Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff yeah and i know that biden's more kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. but i think that's kind of what the country needs right now yeah just to bring it back from like super crazy not one extreme Mm -hmm. or the other just like something everybody can kind of get on board with we can drive with it a little bit and then you can see how maybe if we do a little bit of like progressive stuff Mm -hmm. it might be like oh that's a good thing Mm -hmm. that's nice it actually works for me better exactly than thinking it didn't work ever you know Mm mm-hmm I think it's, I, I don't know, something with, like, our medical system, I, it still just blows my mind. Like, I was thinking yeah. about it the other day about how I literally pay, like, $150 a month into my insurance, which, I mean, granted, is not a lot in some instances, but, like, it could be pretty significant to some people who don't have a mm-hmm. double-income household, you know, stuff like that, but... um just me as like a single person because we haven't combined insurances because it's mm-hmm. just it got too crazy. But um, yeah, just singly paying 150 bucks, but then to go to the doctor and then get a bill for like another like four hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's like what did I what have I been paying for? Yeah, exactly. Why am I paying you 150 <laughs> bucks? And why is this doctor charging me 400 dollars for something that takes 10 minutes? Like exactly like why why do deductibles exist why why does anybody exist yeah i I think the main answer is just greed like can't i save up my pennies can't we just like do a piggy bank system and like you could just take from what i've already paid you to like pay for my stuff i mean there's like an sh an hsa like you can do that i have looked into that but it's just like why Mm mm-hmm it's kind of it's just crazy, but I think if we find a system that's in the middle that kind of works for everyone, just one that doesn't make people go bankrupt because their like appendix decided to burst, right? Or like someone that has ovarian cysts, or like you know stuff some they can't control stuff you can't control, you know? Like yeah, if you're just constantly in the hospital because you keep ODing on heroin, that's maybe your fault, and maybe the government's not going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. But if 
you have like constant bladder infections that you or can't control cancer. or cancer or, you know brain tumors exactly or your kid has a bunch of allergies you were born with a defect in your heart and had to have surgery on your heart twice yeah like my wife <laughs> these these are things that you shouldn't have to go hundreds of thousands of dollars in the debt for yeah like you shouldn't have to pay over a thousand dollars for healthcare. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think so either. Like a Tylenol pill shouldn't cost fifty dollars. Hallelujah. That's that's some some wild stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't know. So I guess on that same topic would be um kind of the life we're living in now with COVID-19 being extremely prevalent um, and mask being politicized kind of um, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I think that it's ridiculous. Like there's no other way to put it. There's, I know we've been trying to find like a middle ground for a lot of things, but there is no middle ground for this. Mm-hmm. There's no, literal excuse for you not to wear a mask the government is not controlling you (laughs) i mean you're not suffocating if they are they're controlling the entire world like it's this is not an isolated issue only to our country yeah it it's literally to save other people's lives like you can say oh i'm not gonna get it or i don't really care if i don't wear a mask because i'm gonna live my life the way i want because i'm gonna die someday my Mm -hmm. could be today could be tomorrow could be 20 years from now but, like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Stop being so, like, single-minded. It's not about you. It's yeah. about, like, the old lady that lives next door to you. And it's about, like, the kid you walk by in the grocery store that's in the wheelchair who has, like, cancer or something like that. Yeah. Like, you not wearing that mask, you are consciously saying, I don't care if I give that kid a disease and they're going to die. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, to kind of transition into this and correlate it with what we were just talking about with like our Medicare system our medical system. Um, if you do get it, who's paying for that? <laughs> you are, you know, like you may not believe in it. You may not think it's a big deal, but there are people who, who do yeah, believe in it, who, who understand that this is a real threat. This is a real thing and it's really affecting them mm-hmm. and their family. And when it does come around, and I'm not even saying if, I'm saying when, when it does come around to affect your family, yeah, it's going to hit. And like your medical bills are going to be off the charts for no reason. Yeah. If you have to go into the hospital and get that ventilator, Ooh. like you're not, unless you're like well to do, you're not going to be able to really live a good life for the rest of your life. Most likely yeah. you're going to have like 10 K plus medical debt. Yeah. So maybe I mean maybe not the rest of your life, but a good amount of time you're just going to be stuck with this debt that you maybe not a hundred percent could have prevented, but you could have prevented it by like seventy percent. Yeah, I think that's 70, like 80%. I think that's the, the statistic right now. Yeah. Plus, like if you give it to someone else, now you're making them take on this like massive debt, mm-hmm. and it's just like just don't be a shitty person. Yeah. Just put a mask. Just on put a mask on. Um, I mean, I I kind of get how people are like feeding into the whole. It's not real. It's like fake, blah, blah, blah. Because like we were saying, we have a lot of fake news out there. Like we don't know what's real. We don't know what's going on. We think everything, um, we don't have like distinct 
when you, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like corroboration for what the news is saying. But I think just with the basic understanding that this is a global issue and not a mm-hmm. America issue. Yeah. It just should kind of tell you. It's the Illuminati, right? <laughs> That's what it should tell you? Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. No, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know. I think the people who are closest to us know, but we both contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, it was. We don't normally get sick, um, but it was super crappy. Like we were out, out for like a week, if mm-hmm. not more. Yeah, like the feeling of like you could just like can't even like move because mm-hmm. your body just hurts so much mm-hmm. and that's like the mild case yeah we were super blessed and lucky that we didn't have mm-hmm. a severe case that led us to the hospital exactly for sure but i mean we're both here to tell you that it's real yeah. it's out there it is not fake news don't believe the conspiracy theories i don't know why people always just have to jump to the conspiracy theories but there's not a conspiracy about why you're wearing a mask yeah it like a pandemic was just bound to happen. Experts have been warning about it for years. Mm-hmm. And then it happened from some crazy market in China. Yeah. With, like, no regulations. Yeah. You know? Which, I mean... China. <laughs> the China virus. But, I I mean, like, it's just... It's just one of those things that's, like... It is what our world is now. Don't make it more than it is. It's something so mm. simple that can save lives. In a lot of different ways. Just don't politicize it. I don't know why it's become a political issue to put a mask on your face. Yeah. Like, what makes makes me wearing a mask a Democrat? Like, because I want to keep myself safe and keep my husband safe and follow the regulations of my workplace? Like, why are you slapping people because they're telling you to put a mask on? Did you hear about that thing at Chili's that happened the other week? No. I think it was a hostess. She got, like, attacked because she refused to sit. Like 12 people or something at a table. What? <laughs> no, she didn't. Because of like social distancing guidelines. Yeah. You're only allowed six people at a table max, which is still a, a way, huge, too many, yeah. way too many people. Yeah. She got attacked. Oh my gosh. I mean, I did hear recently about the woman who, I think she's banned from American Airlines or maybe the airport for a while uh, here yeah. in Phoenix who like slapped someone for um, an American Airlines employee for not wanting to wear yeah. a mask. It's just like, why Why would you even want to do that? Why are you getting so irate about it? Like, just chill out. Like, it, it's... Just put the mask on. No one's telling you you got to wear these in your house. It's not secret police knocking at your door. Yeah. Saying, like, like doing compliance checks. <laughs> You're allowed to stay in your house, not wear a mask, and smoke cigarettes, and do anything else bad you want in your house. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if the government is really controlling us by putting on a mask... um there's far better ways for them to control us. Um, pretty sure they're listening through our phones, through our Alexas, through our podcast, through our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, other regulate like <laughs> we um, we actually have like other regulations that are in place that the government mandated to keep people safe, mm-hmm. such as seatbelts and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything you sign has to have your social security number, which is a number assigned to you at birth. Like uh, there's there's a whole there's a whole group of people that think social security numbers are like like the mark of the beast, like they're controlling us. Uh, for sure. There, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, you actively participate in life every day doing those things, using those mm-hmm. things. And so what is it about this particular thing that's so bad? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's kind of like, yeah, it's mind blowing, that emoji. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're at this point where we just have to convince people to just do the the, the right, nice thing. Mm-hmm. There's it's, There's nothing more to it, guys. It's not hard. And there's, like, been comparisons drawn to, like, the olden days when seatbelts were first mm-hmm. enacted. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was like, no, I don't want to wear seatbelts. And uh, it was mostly in the South, which is not surprising, because that's where we're also seeing a lot of the anti-mask stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But eventually people understood it was just what you were supposed to do. And we're not even going to have to do the mask thing for more than, like, another year. Yeah. So just, If we all did it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we have, like, a correlation here in, in Arizona where we were top of the list. We're number one Ooh. for, like, weeks, hitting 5,000 cases a day, mm-hmm. which was outrageous. And now our numbers are finally going down. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we did reclose a lot of places like our gyms and stuff and bars. But we also have a mask mandate mm-hmm. um, through most of our state. Yeah. Most people in Phoenix actually kind of seem to be following. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, actually we, we, um, safely went to the mall today. Um, I say safely because we were masked up. We were social distancing. We were trying to stay away from people. Um, you just need to get out of the house a little bit. We took our old dog in his stroller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and we saw a, a group of boys who were, probably mid twenties, late twenties or early twenties. Um, one of them didn't have a mask. And I was telling you when we were in line, the security guard stopped him and was like, Hey dude, you need to have a mask on. And I obviously didn't hear the entire interaction, but it seemed as if he was like, well, I don't have one. And the security guard pointed him to a kiosk that had a mask and they stood around for a while and they were like, well, like I definitely thought they were going to like bolt and not, Mm. but then it turns out they actually did go buy this guy a mask and i was like that's how it's supposed to be like yeah don't throw a fit yeah it, it it's wh- like why just just do it <laughs> just Mor- do it moral of the story nike just do it just do it <laughs> come on sponsorship episode two nike <laughs> episode one pinsky truck we're doing great <laughs> um so i guess moving away from mask because i i think we both have a really strong passion for mm. for that and just the way this entire pandemic has kind of gone for our country, but um, more politicized, more political talk is what is something that you think both sides agree on besides masks? Because obviously that's not happening. Yeah. Um, um, you go first. I got to think about it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think... Something that both sides agree on is that there needs to be a change. I don't think they both agree on what that change should be. Um, because I think... What do you mean a change? Like in leadership or what? No, it's just a change in our country. You know, I, mm-hmm. they don't agree on the same type of change that it should be. But I think... Interesting. That both sides think that there needs to be things hmm. that need to be, like, th- that need to happen in order to make their country great again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wish we agreed on the same thing. Like, I wish we could all agree that 
climate change was real and that we could play a huge part in stopping that mm. or flooding our oceans with garbage and plastic is a terrible thing. Um, you know, and then we all unite together to yeah. kind of control that as well. But that's a really interesting viewpoint. Like everybody wants change. It's just the way that the change happens. No one can agree on. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. interesting. Huh. That's what I think. Huh. But I, I'm, I'm just looking for one thing we can agree on and we can make it happen. Other than like water is wet and air is good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I think the one thing that I just thought of kind of going off of what you said is that I think everybody agrees that America is great. Mm. America is a good country at its core. Like we may call the other side un-American, but the other side thinks that they are American. Mm-hmm. So everyone, I think it's dumb to say, oh, America is the greatest country in the world because there's a lot of countries out there that are better than us in a lot of ways. But there's also a lot of ways we're a lot better than a lot of other countries. Yeah. We got a lot of really great things going for us. Yeah. I mean, like, like I told you, I'm pure at heart. Mm-hmm. I am full-blooded American. I know, right? At heart. We, ha- we have a special society here. You yeah. Know? It's... It's young and it's still figuring things out, but it's it's a good society. You know, we have our Texas-sized portions and our massive cities and mm-hmm. our our everything's about me attitude. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of cute, but kind of not. And, yeah, but and there's the fact that our country's massive with so many different great things in it. Yeah, Grand Canyon. Yeah, Mount Mush. Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. you know, the Redwoods, all, yeah. all the good things. You That's know. true. I love how you listed a lot of natural things except for Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not sure is actually really a good thing. <laughs> Sorry, Native Americans. Uh, but, like, I mean, I think, again, that's kind of going off that as well. Like, one thing we all agree on is pride. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have American pride. Yeah. But we don't show it all in the mm-hmm. same way. You know, we, yeah. we definitely are mo- like the most, one of the most nationalistic countries in the world where yeah. we preach, breathe, eat America, <laughs> you know? Yes. But it's just, it's so different. Yeah. And I think if we all kind of came together and realized that we were all in some way striving for the same thing, and that was just to make the country functionable for us, for our, our way of life, mm-hmm. um, for generations to come, for our children, our grandchildren, just to make it so that we could live happily and freely. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's another thing people agree on. We want to build the, the country for the next generation. Mm-hmm. I would hope that's what everybody agrees on anyways. Yeah. And it's just, it, like we said, it's just what we all think that vision looks like is, mm-hmm. is a skew. Yeah. And it's kind of... I hope we can fix that. I hope so too. I hope within our lifetime we can see significant change within yeah. the world. It's never been fixed, really. It's no. been it's been a fight this whole time. That's why our, how our country was formed, just through fighting. Yeah, I mean, there's people who absolutely hated Obama. There's people who hated Clint, or Clinton and Bush, and you know, there, there's opposition on all sides. But yeah, that's why we had a civil wars because of just horrible yeah disagreements on slavery and other things. And yeah. Even back when the country was formed, we had, like, British loyalists in our government that mm-hmm. didn't want to, like, start a country. But mm-hmm. we all just kind of figured it out. Yeah. So. We're still all just 
figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> but final question I have for you, beautiful Regine. Oh. As if Mr. Trump could do one thing to change your mind and get you to vote for him as an African-American female, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> um, first, I'd like to point out that you called him Mr. President or Mr. Trump instead of Mr. President. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Um, of course, not my president. Um, <laughs> I think one thing that he could do would be and this will never happen. I know this will never happen. Um but if he were to just own up to everything mm-hmm. with COVID, with his political scandals beforehand, with um his election like, I think if he were, because, remember what I said, I think I agree with the fact that he is a more outspoken president and that he um, has a way of just not having a filter. Mm-hmm. But I think if he were to legitimately be honest, even about one thing, like, even if he came forward and was like, yo, <laughs> I totally fucked up on that COVID stuff. My bad to the hundred and, you know, plus thousand people who died, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody wear your mask. Let's get through this together as a united front. Like even if maybe, yeah, even if he were to like say something like that, to just kind of take charge of what he's done and his mistakes. Yeah. Instead of always saying something and then backpedaling and trying to say like he didn't say it Mm. and, and just just digging himself a bigger and bigger hole. Until yeah. he comes up with another thing yeah. that shocks people and then they forget about the last thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that interview that you showed me from the Australian guy, like when he's saying all the people who have died, like it is what it is. What do you mean it is what it is? Like that alone should tell supporters that you don't matter to him. He just doesn't have empathy. Because in his mind, I mean, if you look at it from a really, really cold way, like it is what it is. Like it's happened. Yeah. It is what it is. Like what can you do about it? But you can't do anything now, but we could have done something. Yeah. And that's that's the point mm. for sure. Yeah. Well, what about you, babe? What would you think there is something that he could do that could get you to change his butt or get you to change your butt? He would have to like come forward and say that like, the whole time he's pretty much been held at gunpoint by someone to make him do all this stuff. <laughs> he would just have to say, I promise you, I'm actually a very liberal person. And I'm so sorry for everything I've done. <laughs> Vote for me again. And I promise I will. Here's my captors. I will make this a socialist para- paradise. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which I guess Trump's never getting your books. That's not happening. Exactly. It, it would never happen. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to vote from him just from like the very beginning when he said all that stuff about just sexually assaulting women just because he's rich. That oh. that in and of itself is just like oh this is guy this guy shouldn't be ruling leave, leaving the country. Yeah, it's, that should have automatically disqualified him. That's just not okay. But I mean, it didn't. But now there's just like thousands of things that he's done that's just crazy. Mm. This is we where can't we even are. count the ways we no. can't even like we completely skipped over the fact that he is. The third president in history to be impeached. Yeah. Didn't mean and nothing anything. happened. Then nothing happened. Nothing's. Our system's broken. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> but hey, hopefully 
we'll see America to be great again. Yeah. We'll live to to see that happen. Yeah, in a, in a good way. Like we said, go vote. Your vote still counts. Get a absentee ballot. Drop it off. Do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask and go vote. Mail it like more than a week before it's supposed to get there. Yeah. Because they're saying like, oh, it's supposed to take like weeks. So if you if you really can, like like she said, just go drop it in one of the like voter boxes. boxes. That'd be the best. Also, I don't know if you knew this, you can go on the internet for your like state and you can see if your vote has been counted. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I did that for the primaries. There you it go. It was cool. But yeah, make sure your voice is heard. Let's see America to be great again. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Blending Together. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app. Music in the podcast is titled Corn Dogs in Santa Monica by the Great North Sound Society. It is listed as copyright-free music. Thanks again.